Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Truth Lies Shenanigans, the live streaming podcast. My name, my name is Neil Nix, and I'm officially one year older. Yes, yes, I'm another year older. Birthday just this past uh, Thursday, so. Nope. All right. Happy birthday, Neil. I don't get off the hook that easy. All right. Well, how old are you? Oh, I'm not saying that right. <laughs> I'm young. I'm young. I'm young. Young dude. <laughs> What's one thing you learned in since being one year older? Like in the past year, what's one thing you learned? Um, it's okay to cry. Oh, <laughs> um, you just I love that. that. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe I didn't just learn that, but I, I learned that. Probably cry at least. Twice a day. So what did you do for <laughs> <Twice>. birthday? <laughs> what did I do? Oh, so I mean, I my wife took me out for uh, some golf. We went to the driving range, and um, nice. we went to Top Golf. So it was not really a driving range, but you know, it's, it's still fun. It's like it's like the bowling of golf. You know, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. So uh, and then we had dinner, and then it's just low key, and then. Uh, the next day, I had like a little birthday party with the family, so it was a lot of fun. Ooh! Awesome. All right. An eventful week. So enough about me. Enough about me. We had a we have a really really great show today because it's movie time. Every month, Micah Payne from Black on Black Cinema joins us to chat with us about the movies. We have two movies this time. We're talking about Stowaway and Monster, and uh, for our show high topics. We are, Robbie is wondering if the Tokyo, Tokyo Olympics, that's a tongue twister, Tokyo Olympics is still the right thing with the <laughs> pandemic, uh, still a problem. And Lizzie wants to talk about the double standard when it comes to men's and women's bodies. And Gianni is poking fun at the recent YouTube outage. As always, we'll open the, the show with a quick fire and close with shenanigans, the game show. Before we get into the show, I've got to introduce you to my lovely co-hosts, our professor, editor, journalist, sports savant out of Washington, D.C., Miss Lizzie Enders. Kirstie, everyone, Kirstie. Um, what's up, what's up? It's Sunday, fun day. I hope everyone had a good week that you guys were able to get some rest and be productive. Um, a lot of shit going on in my world this week. So mm. I officially resigned from Howard University as a full-time lecturer. Wow. And Wait, so, so, so should, I don't know if we should be like, oh, <laughs> I mean, are we, is this a sad <laughs> moment or what? It is a sad moment. Yeah, okay. right, Gianni. It's kind of bittersweet. Um, hopefully, I will be able to teach at Howard in the fall in some capacity, maybe as an adjunct, teaching maybe one class a week. Um, but I accepted a position that came out of nowhere. Um, so I will be an editor and the general director for the Bill Roden Fellows Program with ESPN's Undefeated. And wow. so I will still be working with... Um, HBCU students, but this time the group of students will be smaller. So instead of like a hundred nice. students, it'll be six, six students per um, cycle. 
And these are prospective journalism students who attend HBC universities who are in maybe in journalism programs, but don't necessarily have the same tuning, have the same foundation that they may get at a non-HBCU. So we'll be wow. heading up that program. So I'm very wow. excited about that. But in addition wow. to that, I'm still doing thousand other jobs. So yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations on that. A lot. All right. And, and we have our rock star, gamer, tech guru with the rock band Ball and Machine coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario, Mr. Robbie Rock. So what's up, everyone? So good to be here. It's, uh, man, Liz, that sounds so eventful. And I've just kind of I know. kicked it into low gear yesterday. I played, I just played outside, cut some wood, piled some wood when it felt about it was about 85 degrees out, and uh, this morning we woke up and it felt like 40 degrees. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm learning my American numbers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Celsius and Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit, yes. All right. Our native New Englander streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, college student, model, actress, co-host of Wednesday, TLS Unscripted, Miss Gianni Storm. Hey guys, oh, happy Sunday fun day. Um, Rob, I'm so sorry that it's it's burning over here. It's burning hot and it feels like you feel all sure. of it because it's, yeah, it's the South. So I'm ready to move to um, like Nevada <laughs> at this point, somewhere in Las Vegas. Uh, this week was good though. It wasn't too eventful. <laughs> but you wanna go from Atlanta yes. to Nevada? It's you don't think that it'll be like drier? Oh, uh, so that's it's about heat. The heat is hot. It's, it's like 200 dry. degrees in, in Nevada. There is no joke in the spring and summer. It is so flipping hot. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Nevada and Phoenix, Arizona, it's it's ridiculously hot. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, gosh, I thought it would be better because it's hmm, not like humid. Not Nevada. Johnny, <laughs> my, my people migrate to Arizona for the winters. <laughs> And then they will turn. People. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Maybe not. Maybe not Las Vegas. No, try, you probably you probably need some LA. You want some dry weather with some some good yeah. temperatures. You you thinking like LA, San Diego, something like that. So okay, San that's Diego. what you should probably be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's take a quickly quick look at you and Olivia talking with some of your audience about cheating on TLS Unscripted. In college, hey. Olivia, high school, back in the day, Olivia, what, do you think you still would have the mentality you do now about cheating? No, because I feel like for me, I'm speaking for me. Right. I didn't really know how special I was. I'm so special. Right. You are. I'm so, I'm so special. <laughs> like, I'm actually, everything I have is so special. And I think I thought they were more special than me. And now I know that I'm like, you can't touch me. Like, don't make me dirty. Like, don't give me dirty touch. <laughs> But but that's really how I think. I'm like, no. But back but back then, I probably deal. I probably fight through it. Try to yeah. work. Uh, no, yeah. you know what? No, back then I actually act like it don't exist. So 
Gianni, give us a point of reference. Like, what was the topic? What were you guys talking about as we were cheating? We were talking about, we were actually doing a segment that was, which was worse. Um, and, and I think it had to do with um, oral sex. And so it was like, we kind of pivoted from, I know, we pivoted from that to like, in that context, I think the girls were saying that they wouldn't leave somebody that cheated on them, basically. That's what the guests were saying. Would they deal um, with They were it? giving their point. Yeah, they would deal with it. And so Olivia was like, no, why would you deal with it? Like, I know who I am now. Like, I love myself. I wouldn't deal with something like that, basically. So. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's a fun time on our TLS Unscripted Wednesdays, 8 p.m. If you want to join the live conversation, or you can listen to them anytime on Apple Podcast Channel the next day. All right. I'm just curious. I missed Unscripted, you know, this past Wednesday, but I'm curious, you know, not about the cheating portion of the conversation, but I'm curious to hear what y'all are talking about <laughs> as it related to oral sex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to check it out. You got to check it out. It's definitely online. Definitely check that. It was an uh, interesting conversation. <laughs> On top of that, they did a uh, challenge at the end, a gummy bear challenge, hottest gummy bear challenge. Oh, my God. I was going to say, on top of that, they did a simulation, and I was going to, like... <laughs> a simulation? <laughs> you you got to do a better segue, you know, because I was like... <laughs> All right, let's get into our quick fire. That's too funny. <laughs> All right. As you guys may be aware, Palestinian and Israeli forces have been volleying, volleying missiles at each other for 11 days, killing more than 250 people. They just ceased fire on Friday. Now, many celebs have been posting support for Palestine. Well, a Jewish organization posted a full page ad claiming people like Dua Lipa and Gigi Hadid and others were being anti-Semitic. Well, Dua Lipa clapped back saying, I stand in solidarity with all oppressed people and reject all forms of racism. So my question to you guys, what would your response have been? Let's start with Robbie Rock. I would start with no response. I would remove myself from the echo chamber and reevaluate the information upon which my viewpoint is based. All right, Johnny Storm. In my Mariah Carey voice, why are you so obsessed with me? Why are you so obsessed? <laughs> And Lizzie, what would you have said? I'm, I'm calling Dave Chappelle and Trevor Noah. Calling Dave Chappelle and Trevor Noah. <laughs> Yo, they would put them in place. Yes. Uh, for me, it's, it's straight up Islamophobia, a bunch of from a bunch of occupiers, right? You can't throw uh, rocks from glass houses. I'm, I'm, I mean, that's that's basically what they're doing. Also, it makes no sense, like especially as it relates to. Um, Gigi Hadid and her sister Bella, their father, Mohammed Hadid, is Palestinian. So of course, why wouldn't they support? Right, support yeah. of their father, of their father's heritage, of their father's homeland. But I, I hate that you know anytime someone comes out and speaks speaks out against Israel in this conflict, and this conflict has been going on since 1948, beyond our lifetimes. Okay. In my entire life, there has been a war in Israel-Palestine. But anytime someone comes out and comes out in America, at least, and speaks out publicly against Israel and what's going on, 
all of a sudden they turn into bullies and all of a sudden we become anti-Semitic. And it's just like, no, that's not the case. Israel is not above reproach. If you're doing wrong, you're doing wrong. And that's not to say that, you know, the Palestinians overall are innocent. Like we know Hamas is not innocent. However, there are people dying and the numbers don't stack up. You have Israel who has an arsenal that's up to here. In this conflict over the past 11 days, 200 200 Palestinians have died, at least 50 of them children. And this is what happens each time this comes up. So don't come at me calling me anti-Semitic, which I'm not, because I'm calling you on your shit. And by the way, you have a leader, Benjamin Netanyahu, who's a criminal. Who's a criminal. I thought he was, I, I, I thought he was voted out. I don't even know how he's still prime minister. I, I think he, yeah, anyway, it frustrates me that all the killing and the hatred done in the name of God, right? You know, they're justifying. Right. Invisible lines and invisible friends that kill people. It's, there has, we're all human. We all have the same inalienable rights. We still, we all have the same desires. We want to pursue our lives in a way that fulfills us, that brings happiness and purpose to our lives. But that's it. I mean, when you have invisible lines and invisible best friends that are causing you to perpetrate hate on others, you, you have to give up that ideology and you have to be a better human. I mean, but they're always justifying that it's, you know, God, you know, in the name of God is religion and all that stuff. The truth is, it's, it's not even most, as with most evil things in humanity, it's about power. It's about power and control. You know, yeah. one thing, and I, I read um, Jacqueline Robinson said, this conflict has been going on for centuries. It hasn't been going on for centuries because most people don't realize Israel was created in 1948 and it was built on stolen land from the Palestinians by England and European Jews. And not to mention there was an ethnic cleansing that happened around that time too, where they were trying to get rid of the Palestinians. So we're not, we're not talking centuries. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it shouldn't, I mean, it's, this is in my, my parents' lifetime, not, not my grandparents. Mm-hmm. This was in my parents' lifetime so that they created exactly. Israel. Israel didn't exist prior to 1948. So, you know, is it really surprising so that the Palestinians want to fight for their land and want their land back? And I think what Jacqueline Robinson is referring to is the conflict between the two sides. Between yes, Israel, Israel didn't exist before 1948, but there was conflicts yeah. between the Muslims and the Jews in this yeah. area for years before 1948. So sure, sure, when sure, I sure. say conflict has been on my entire lifetime, I'm talking about specifically about the names Israel-Palestine. Sure. Because if you talk to yeah. a lot of Jews, they say that there is no such thing as Palestine. You know, if you talk to a lot of Palestinians, they say there's no such thing as Israel. But this conflict between the two sides, between the two groups of people, ha- has been going on for centuries, for decades. Sure, sure, for decades. sure. Yeah. But specifically, the Israeli Palestine, the, the Israel didn't exist until 1948. So, anyway. And, and, and as Jack Robinson just pointed out, it's a conflict, you know, for who has the right to the Holy Land. And that goes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it. That that but that goes back to stolen land. I mean, where it started. Because we're yeah. talking about these yeah. are Europeans who are occupying. These are not. 
This is, this is not like it's um, other Middle Easterners in Israel. These are Europeans who came and occupied Israel and took it over. So that's, it's, it's, yes, I get it. But again, you know, there has been conflict between Jews and between Palestinians, but we're talking about specifically Israel and Israel specifically was a colonization. With, again, like I said, with this iteration of the conflict, if you will, but it predates 1948. It predates that. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of history there. Oh, whatever it is, they need to stop it. So, and I, and I, I additionally, so that they could put a full page ad out on me. I support the Palestinians as well. And you know, it's another thing. You know, this this is a different era because you know, you know, over this the years we have seen on the news. Growing up, I saw on the news that it was all about Hamas doing terrorist attacks and doing all these other things. But when you look on like, now we have TikTok, we have Facebook, and we have all the videos that are coming out of Palestine, as opposed to what's coming out of Israel, you start to realize there's a different side to the story than we've seen our entire lives. And the side mm -hmm. is that these are occupiers who, are ta who have taken over the land and these people just want to live, many of them. My whole thing is this, because the initial question was for this quick fire, what would Sorry. you do if someone- Sorry, we did go a little ahead? off. Sorry, and, Micah, and, I know you're waiting. And again, you know, if I'm Dua Lipa, I'm like, you know what, crisscross, you can get the finger. Keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Keep my name out of your ad. You have bigger issues than me, Elizabeth Newman, or Dua Lipa calling you out on your shit in a tweet. Yes. If that's the only issue, then it wouldn't be a war. There wouldn't be bombs launching left and right all over the place. So don't worry about me. Worry about your shit at home. Worry Tell about them. that. Mm -hmm. Tell them, Liz. Yeah. All right. Now yeah. it's time to get to some fun. We got to switch gears. I actually wouldn't expect that one to be so uh, <laughs> intense. Passion. All right. It's movie time. We should have some popcorn from now on. We should just, every time Micah yeah, comes on, we, we should bring some popcorn. <laughs> Great idea. All right, so we are welcoming back Micah Payne from Black on Black Cinema Podcast. Micah. There's Welcome. nothing like, uh, there's nothing like a, a discussion on worldly events and then just kind of skid right into a couple of movies. <laughs> just throw Micah in there. <laughs> 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 Speaking of transitions. <laughs> All right, so Micah, give you a second. Just remind everybody about yourself, Black on Black Cinema, and what Black on Black Cinema is all about. Uh, I'm a podcaster. We've, uh, uh, me and my buddy Jay have been podcasting with an assortment of friends for this will be our 10th year in uh, September. Um, and this. Years ago? Yeah. And um, Black on Black Cinema is one of the podcasts we do. We, uh, we spotlight movies uh, that center around the black experience or are created by black people. And we review them because sometimes those movies don't get the mainstream appeal that, uh, that they should. Uh, but, you know, I love movies, period. And, uh, and uh, I, I, I have a couple of movies for you guys today. One of them uh, is uh, a... 2021 science fiction thriller called Stowaway. Stowaway. Now, here's the, here's the log line. 
A three-person crew on a mission to Mars faces an impossible choice when an unplanned passenger jeopardizes the lives of everyone on board. The film is directed by Joe Penna. Uh, it is starring Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, Shamir Anderson, and Tony Collette. Um, look, I like my space movies. Uh, my space movies, like they, the space movies tend to come in a couple of different flavors, right? One of them is like mm -hmm. science fiction horror. One is um, uh, science fiction survivalist, um, uh, and 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 the perfect science fiction movie, space movie, two thousand one, a space odyssey. Um, nice. This <laughs> this it, this tries to this movie tries to kind of juggle the line between. Uh, 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 thriller and survivalist. Um, the thing about space movies like this, it's 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 a slow burn, right? It it kind of yeah. takes a minute to yeah. get things going, and it, it because it's space, it's it's isolation, right? And everybody's just kind of with their thoughts. So all these space movies take a slow burn. I prefer the the, the more the thriller aspect and the horror aspect. Um, this, in my opinion did not hit that and it didn't touch on it it did touch on it but it didn't go as far as i think it should with the question of there's a stowaway here and <laughs> there's not enough resources for four people on this three-person mission what's gonna happen I um mean, it was a Answer for me. I don't know about the rest. Uh, of exactly. <laughs> <laughs> answer for me about what we gonna do with But I'm <laughs> you know, one thing I, I, I'm gonna just okay. So knowing a little bit about NASA, I'm gonna just jump in here real quick. So knowing a little bit about NASA, NASA puts in a significant number of contingencies that I don't believe are taken into account in movies. I don't sure. believe Not they're taken into account in movies. There's a we're talking about one CO2 unit goes out, and all of a sudden, it's just, okay, the, the mission's over. That's not, that's not how NASA does things. I will tell you. I will tell you. As our NASA expert, can you answer me this question? How did he get screwed in? To that area. I, that I don't. I can't figure that right. out. I, that's the strangest thing. I, I had to rewatch the scene just to understand what happened. <laughs> I, just... I was like, "Is there an explanation how he got up there?" That I didn't get. Okay. People who were doing checks and balances so, before we sent the refocus. No one thought. Okay, how did people looking to screw all of these things in? Not see the big black man in a white space. Suit. I know. I that I, I don't know. I, I don't have <laughs> an answer it, for that one. I wish I did, <laughs> but that's for me. That's okay. it. there were too many little things like that that were just not believable. And you know, I don't know that NASA would send a three-person crew on a two-person vehicle that's been souped up to just meet that's true. the requirements for three people. <laughs> that's very true. So and then that's it. You, you throw a fourth person into the mix and like Liz, I'm with Liz. I'm very utilitarian where it's just kind of like, oh, well, someone's taking a little morphine nap tonight and there you go. Let's carry on with our mission because the okay. options are we don't have enough resources to make it to point B. And Anna Kendrick's character is kind of foolish because if you're the type of person who jumps into riptide waters, you're a statistic waiting to happen. You know, here's your Darwin <laughs> Award. You, you are well intended, but here's your Darwin Award, buddy. 
it's yeah also, there's just too many little things that weren't believable but it was beautiful she was also foolish because she was the only doctor like they need her on that ship for any mishap that might happen for any medical emergency she's the only person who can address that and so the fact that she was a scapegoat at the end and she was the one that was sacrificed i'm like y'all really not gonna throw michael out there i, I would have thrown him <laughs> off of that so quickly not that's messed up that's Sorry. messed up, Liz. That is so messed up. That's, that was going to be one of my questions. I was like, how many of us yeah. being the captain would throw, just throw him out and be like, forget it. I'm just curious. You guys I mean, are look, crazy, look, man. Look, 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 I, look, I will I never take a ship with you guys. I will, I'm going nowhere with you. Don't throw away in my ship. Yeah. He didn't do it on purpose. resources are finite. When resources are finite, if you're going to boat. I'm not dying of starvation because you snuck aboard or got sealed up aboard. You don't belong there. Sorry, there's no emotional bond no. with you yet, and Ooh, I don't want to die. I'm surprised Robbie's <laughs> saying it, but uh, I'm not surprised Lizzie's saying it. <laughs> they would have faced. It would not have been as easy as the death that David gave the option for Michael. David gave Michael the option to take a, a, a injection. That's a fair thing to do. I agree with that. In his sleep, they would have suffocated. To, it would not have been pretty. And in, and even before they suffocated, they're thinking about it. They may have turned on each other. If I was Daniel Day Kim, if I was David in that situation, I wouldn't have even told Michael. I would have jabbed him in his sleep. <laughs> yes, I believe that's, you that's would. I, I totally believe you. Lizzie would. I I, oh I, I, <laughs> no harm, no foul. No, so listen, listen, y'all, 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 some rude. I, I, I would have tried to do what Anna Kendrick did and try to figure it out. Uh, That's what yeah. I would have done. I would have uh, done exactly what she did. I would have been trying to help her, hold out hope. Would you would, figure something out? Would, so you would have risked the solar array that is required for the rest yep. of your two years. Yes. <laughs> no. No. I would have. Like, we're not all dying. Gianni's with me. I got Gianni on my side. Because you have to have faith because we're not going <laughs> to die. Like, we're not going to die, guys. There's no way we're going to die. Oh, dude. No <laughs> listen, listen. They, they, they figured it out and they would have had enough oxygen if it wasn't for this stupid solar whatever storm thing so that okay. happened. Yeah. Let's talk about I shouldn't have said that. I'm probably, I'm sorry. I might have given a spoiler away. Sorry, guys. Spoilers. <laughs> They don't know. <laughs> I gotta go online real quick. I gotta see what people are saying. Hold on. I, I gotta see who's saying. Uh, let me see. We got okay. So Jose said, "Lizzie, I would do the same thing." Thank you, Whatever. Joe. Oh my Thank goodness. You. So, Thank you. I mean, look, self Look, self preservation is a thing, guys. Like I look, I I I like Michael a lot. But I'm with Daniel yeah. Day Kim on this. Oh, I gotta. I, I would have given him I'm the option. Sorry. I certainly would have given. The, I agree with giving him the option. Uh, yeah, and then I would have made him take the option. Is it because he was a man? What if it was a woman? <laughs> so we're obviously, obviously, the answer is that you, <laughs> three out of a full five of us would kill the dude. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not killing him. It's preserving my life. That's kill, to kill him. <laughs> to, you, you have you to have kill, kill him, him to though. preserve your life. You're not even supposed to be here, Michael, in the first place. I'm not even supposed to be dealing with you in the first place, okay? 
But my question to the panel is, did anyone think in watching this movie, did anyone suspect that he may have done it on purpose? I did, but I couldn't figure out why or how. I couldn't figure out the motive or even how he did it. He's training for the next mission. So if a surface panel is left off and he stows himself way up inside, if he's hiding intentionally, then another tech would come along. Okay, it's clear. Secure the panel. But they didn't really get into it, which I yeah. that was kind of the crux. His reaction seemed genuine like, that he was like, what? We took off? It's, I mean, oh. for two seconds. After that, he was like, all right, I'm here. I'm, you know, watching, watching movies on my iPad. I'm chilling. Like, that's no. true. I, mean, I might have been chilling too. I, might have been I like, never what? thought about that. Once I realized that. I'm up in space and I'm heading to Mars, I might have been like, yeah. No, no. And they take care of his sister for for whatever whatever she needs. I'm like, okay. Full ride. Okay. I, I'm with Neo. I'd be excited. Is it like, great? I'm, I'm gonna grow some poo potatoes on Mars, like Matt Damon. Everyone has feel- people at home. Like that story, while sad, I got a story too. Like your story is no better than mine, and I'm supposed to be here. You're not, Yanni. What you got to say? What you got to say? I was gonna say, um, like Micah said, I do usually like when it comes to sci-fi and space films. I like more thriller or something that gets you on. Like that's what I was sort of expecting from it. Yeah, a little bit. I was too, but I felt like I kind of liked that this was more down to earth in a way like it kind of felt really relatable because we like how we're in that example like we are trying to figure out if who would kill michael like who would kill the fourth person is it right is it morally correct <laughs> you guys are not is he, gonna is he just killing the people man <laughs> i couldn't kill him i would feel horrible and then what if you guys end up dying like afterwards but my mission was not to die for a stowaway. If I think I'm going to die, it would have been on Mars. It would not have been this whole other situation before I even got to Mars. And like David said, like his two years of work was wiped away, gone, trash, in trying to save Michael. But going back to something Nico said about, you know, CO2 and the oxygen or whatever, how about when Zoe... When they, when she and David went up and they retrieved the canister, I can't remember if it was an oxygen canister or a CO2 canister, but she retrieved- Liquid O2. Liquid O2, okay. So coming down, she didn't have it tethered to anything. So of course it was gonna fall. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, this is the dumbest scene ever. Do you really think she was gonna- down with that canister. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Wasn't believable. Well, Wasn't believable. I personally liked the movie. I even liked the way it ended because I thought it was the right time to end. I will say the whole movie, I was like, okay, where's the catastrophic thing? Where's the cat- something catastrophic? I mean, we are, it started with one catastrophic thing. But I knew one, they had to end it on something catastrophic. I kept waiting for what it was. It took a little time to get there, but you knew it was coming. And then I liked the way it ended. I think the moment it ended, because I usually don't like, I don't like, I don't like movies that don't wrap things up for me usually, but it didn't wrap up, right? And and I, I for this <laughs> for some reason I liked it with this movie. I thought it worked. You know, okay, now my the doctor on my ship has died. Michael, you're useless. As he's completely useless. <laughs> yeah. 
better watch your back, bruh. You better watch you your back around here. I know. All I know is if I was Michael, use the climbing gear. If I was Michael, I definitely would have figured out how to climb that damn tubbing. Exactly. Yeah. At least offer. At least you know. Say no. I have to do this. I have right. to earn my spot on this ship. All right. Well, we got to get to the next movie. That was a good discussion. Reliability. All right, yeah. Michael. Tell us all about the next movie. The next film I have for you today is uh, Monster. It's directed by Anthony Mandler. Starring uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr., Jennifer L., uh, Tim Blake Nelson, Aesop Rocky, Nas, John David Washington, uh, Jennifer Hudson, and Jeffrey Wright. Uh, it's based on a, a book uh, of the same name. Uh, I forget the author's name. Uh, I apologize. Um, and this is available on Netflix. Both of these are available uh, on Netflix right now. Um, yeah. It's the story of a smart, likable 17-year-old film student from Harlem. Uh, and he sees his world turned upside down when he's charged with a murder. The, uh, we follow the dramatic journey through a complex legal battle. So this is more of a legal drama, which uh, I was not expecting. And um, I really, really like this movie. It, it, you know, this movie, uh, it, it hits uh, a, a little different. You know, I got a, I got a little boy. And um, this is one of my fears, right? Like... Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you hope that you can raise kids right, and, and part of that is who they hang out with. This film deals with um, uh, uh, peer pressure and, and uh, how young black boys are shown uh, or seen. I like that the way this film kind of doles out the story uh, you know, you get bits and pieces, but you don't get everything right away, right? Yep. Like normally right. in the beginning of these films, mm-hmm. yeah, normally in the beginning of these films, you, 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 you see the incident and you know for a fact that this is an innocent person, uh, right? But you don't know that. You don't know that in this movie. And it yeah. really, the, the movie makes you feel like one of the jurors, going on and yeah. getting this information in real time. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, like, I think the goal is to see if you instantly believe that this kid is a monster or that he did it or, you know, have your, have your preconceived notions challenged. Uh, yeah, I, I really like this movie. I, I, I really dug it. Yeah. Uh, Gianni, let's start with you. What did you think? Like you said, I like how the movie carried carried things um it didn't let everything all out at once my favorite character was i liked asap rocky's character too not because i like asap rocky but i like his his character people like asap rocky for some reason rihanna likes asap rocky apparently (laughs) yeah she does rihanna's boyfriend but go ahead okay (laughs) i like that dynamic um and then i also liked um I love the whole movie. I don't even know where to start. But I think mm-hmm. that I, my favorite parts were um, the inner dialogue that the main character had. Like, because it kind of helped you, like Micah said, it helped you see how other people were seeing black men and how they were convicted and things like that. So I really appreciate it. It kind of gave it like an artistic or um, just a deeper perspective into the movie. You could like, like you said, as, play as a juror, like be yourself, um, deciding. Yeah. Liz, what do you think? <laughs> 
So I feel like I'm always, you know, the the Debbie Downer when it comes to movies, the the demon seed when it comes to movies. First and foremost, I appreciate the cast for this movie. I thought the cast was excellent, particularly um, with Jennifer Hudson, who is an Academy Award winner. Jeffrey Wright, who should be an Academy Award winner at this amazing actor, amazing actor, but also with the actor, I think his name is Kevin Harrison, is that his name? Who played Kelvin Harrison, yes. Kelvin Harrison, Steve, who played Steve Hardman. Amazing performance, amazing Mm -hmm. performance. Um, Very captivating, very believable. As it relates to the actual storyline, did I like this movie? Yes. I feel like it challenged me and how I thought about the situation. And it challenged me, like you, like Gianni said, or like you said, Michael, it got you to look at this issue from a, a juror's perspective. And in the beginning, I felt one way, but as it started to unfold, I started to feel yeah. a different way. Um, and so at the end, I think there was a very poignant question that was posed to the viewing audience as at the end, where they asked you, you know, do you think he is a monster? And my answer to that is yes. I think he's a very deceptive monster because he lied. He lied about him. That's going to be my question too. He like, what, what do his... people think? I'm iffy on that one. He lied uh, about I... his participation. And not only did he lie, but I didn't understand why the Evans character, um, John David. John David, what's his name? Um, Washington, Washington character, Denzel's son. Denzel's son, y'all. Why he didn't come forward and give the totality of, because he never said, like he kept referring to um, Steven's character, Steve's character as ASAP Rocky's guy, right? Mm-hmm. He never he never gave a story about what that interaction was like. And then when we see the end through Steve's eyes, we see that, okay, John David was there when they told him, go into the store, when ASAP told him, go into the store, be the lookout. He took the kid's bike and he told the kid, give us a signal. And that's exactly what he did. It it doesn't really, court of law, it doesn't matter necessarily what his motivation for that is, unless he makes his motivation clear. No, I, I think he stepped up the story and it was the light play. Right, play and the filmmaker, he, there was a signal, but it was it was not intended to be a signal. It was his filmmaker, <laughs> because he stepped out, Liz, and it was yeah. the way that the light well, was he didn't signal them. And he didn't say he did, he he did that motion. Life. He did that motion earlier in the film. He did it earlier in the film when he's like, mm-hmm. "You have to, you have to watch. You have to pay attention." When when Ju- when Gennaro Jarrell is when he's arguing with him, uh, he's he's looking through his camera and he kind of he kind of does that just to see how the light because he's a filmmaker, so he's trying to figure I, out. I think that was the whole point of using there. a filmmaker was to 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 play on the fact okay. that he was yeah. actually a filmmaker and also to use the whole storytelling now, that concept as a lie. Now that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean, that doesn't that's necessarily that's mean that it wasn't intentional. That's left up to your interpretation. That's, that's left up to interpretation. And let's not forget, he had ample opportunity to get out of that situation. He could have run away. 
He could have told the shop owner what was going on. He could have made a distraction or he could have gone over there and lied. But he didn't know like, what was about to happen. He wasn't sure what was about to happen. Come on. Come on now. Come he, on. Also, he had no, he he had no information. To... Yeah, they gave this him no the, information. They, they, the... they bullied him into going. He's like, go look over there. Tell me if it's clear. He first asked why. And then when he's apprehensive about going in, he knew some shit wasn't right. Now, he may not have known that a guy would, like, I don't think anybody knew the shop owner yeah, was going to die. Yeah, he didn't die. know to that extent. I don't think I, anybody yeah. knew that. So I'm curious, how, how many of us think that, okay, so, all right, so I, I, one thing, I agree with, I agree with Mike. I love the fact that they, you know, they kind of did the story, the backstory in unison with the courtroom drama. Because, you know, like, like you said, as a juror, you kind of feel like, okay, you're getting the story, but you're getting the truth as you're getting what the jury's getting, right? And so you're, you're trying to find out if you've been deceived. So I'm curious how many of us think that once we got the truth, right, and the, whatever the truth was, that he was still guilty, that, he, that you would have said. Oh, he's complicit. 93 steps. Guilty of something. Okay, so I agree. Of something. He is complicit. Especially as it relates to the law. That's felony murder. Yeah. That's felony murder. But I don't think he was was guilty of murder. I I, I can't put him guilty of murder. Accessory to. Accessory to. Yeah, we'll give him accessory. He could have used the truth of that story to his advantage. And he didn't. He sat there and said, I never went in there on their behalf. Well, I let me ask you this then. Would you have done the same thing in the same situation? I don't know. I don't think I could say that. I don't think I could say that. <laughs> I, don't think I, could do that I think I would have done the exact same thing he did because I would have done whatever it took not to see my ass in jail. <laughs> for them, yeah, on behalf of them. So you mean, would you have done the same thing? As, as, as Harmon, yeah. Would you have done this at any point? Well, okay, at any point, actually. But I was thinking, like, would you have told the truth in in, uh, the court? I would have spun it differently to my lawyer because the lawyer didn't even know the truth. But would you or would you lie on the stand? And it was it wasn't a full lie. I mean, that's a hard question. Would you lie on the stand (laughs) to save your life? A lie is a lie. So you would not do what he did. You you would tell the truth. A lie is a lie, especially as it relates to someone losing their life. A lie is a lie. But I'm, the question is, would you do what he did <laughs> to not go to jail? I would have told a better lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So yes, right. you would have lied. I understand. You know him not wanting to go to jail and him doing whatever it takes to you know not be in prison but again that goes to my response to the question he is kind of a monster in that respect a deceptive monster not a monster you know how many people lie on the stand to save their lives save their answers that that doesn't mean that doesn't make everybody but and the fact that we're calling because it's a it's a black guy on the stand we call him the black guy monster Because there's a lot of monsters. That means like um, virtually, and I would say, I would say 90% of the people who who are trying to save their lives in some way will tell some sort of lie to do that. You know how many times each of us on this panel has had a monster-like 
characteristic when we're trying to save ourselves. Now, to say no, that true. that natural that's and true. innate personality is a different conversation. But that. But was you're saying in that moment he was a monster. So I have a follow-up question for Neo and Johnny, just based on self-preservation. So lying on the stand, you would do in order to preserve yourself, but you wouldn't blow somebody out of the goddamn airlock to ensure your survival. But lie on the stand, yes, I would definitely lie on the stand. And yes, I would say you could ruin so so that these people can go to jail and have their ruins lives their lives ruined for decades, but you can't give someone a quick out to make sure that no, nobody but else. But he did lie on the he did lie on no. the stand to put those people it's in jail. He just lied on right, the stand. Right, the the difference. Sorry, he lied on the stand to save himself. Most people would lie on the stand to save themselves, and he does save himself for sure. And these guys. But he did by lying on the stand. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't change their fate. Oh no! And this is changed one his own to another. Fate. It's your statement of. You would lie on the stand yes. to preserve yourself, to but you're yes. not going to blow someone out of the airlock to save yourself. No, I'm not going to kill somebody <laughs> to save man. myself. No. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> it's self-preservation. Yeah, right. There's a, there's a degree of, of there's, there's a degree I'm willing to, to go to to self-preserve. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you think about this guy, if you think about Steve, he still couldn't have lived in jail. And that was another thing, Micah. I, I thought that they should have shown a little bit more what he was going through in jail. Um because we we kind of I do too. The I do too. part of it a little bit, but we really didn't see the raw part of it. This is a young young little chicken. This is a 17 year old and in a in a big boy prison. Exactly. Something would have happened to him. Exactly. Uh, Even yeah. if they had tried to say Nas protected him or something, you know, Nas's character protected him. At least do that. That was Nas. It took me a minute to figure out that was Nas. Really? I, I saw it immediately. He I heard his voice. I was like, I know that's Nas. I didn't. In fact, I wasn't even looking at the screen. I heard his voice, and I was like, okay, that's Nas. I don't recognize him. Maybe it's because he no longer has that chip. Maybe that's what it is. I haven't gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, did you did you get to say? I don't. Did we hear Robbie? I don't remember. I got to say a couple of things, and I really enjoyed a lot of the cinematic aspects of the movie. And and as far as it being relatable, I think that's where it misses the mark for me because I never lived in a metropolitan center, and I've never been exposed to or a victim of racial profiling. Uh, like Micah was saying, he's got a young lad, and that's you know that's part of. The education process that's something that he's thinking about where that's never been a part of my reality um one of the scenes was when uh early on in the movie when the prosecution uh what does he say he looks the part and i was just like damn yeah and because when, because when, this is a when, kid when, that excels the, in school who's creative who's a wonderful that. brother who seems he's to be a different. good son he just has yeah. uh, you know I, and unfortunately because of where he lives he's exposed to some bad elements and those bad elements come to, back to haunt him later on. Yeah. Yeah, I think showing that predisposition was very important. I think it was also mm -hmm. important to show that, like you just said, Rob, this is a kid that didn't come from the streets, that wasn't stereotypical hood. He lived in a two-parent home, two working parents, two loving parents, never been in any trouble in his life, and yet here we are. So this was another yeah. or example of how elements can run up on someone can run up on a young man 
who's living in an urban environment, even though it's a distant urban environment, kind of, if you will. Um, because this was a kid who never, who who never fought. He wasn't a gangbanger. He yeah, he knew ASAP Rocky, um, but that wasn't his boy. Each time they interacted, yeah. you could see hesitation on his part. Like, uh, yep. all right, I'll say hi just so I can keep peace. But I'm not. And his really internal sure. dialogue, he says, you know, even even said in his internal dialogue, I'm not, I'm not really sure why I was, you know, even dealing with this dude, you know. Um, I don't remember yeah. his exact words, but he kind of said that. that I, love, I love the inner dialogue. To, to acknowledge with a lot of these kids um, in this country. That happens a lot. Um, my, my point is, and I'm not saying that the character was a bad person. However, I think that there are elements of all of our personalities that can exhibit being a monster without mm-hmm. being a bad person. Great. I mean, considering you Great. guys would throw somebody out the airlock for just go away, you know, we know who the monsters are on this panel. <laughs> I'm not dying for to go away. You guys would never change that answer? Nope. No! <laughs> it's, a, it's a numbers if game, it Johnny. I have not to, worth it. Do not, do not take a spaceship with these two <laughs> over here. Don't stow away and use up resources that I need to live. No. Don't do that. We're actually out of time. I'm not dying for you for bullshit. Certainly not going to jail for you. Like, don't make me a snitch. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not not going to jail for you. I'm not. I'm not. All right. Unfortunately, we are out of time. So, Michael, can you just tell people where they can find you, find your podcast, Black on Black Cinema, and Nerdpocalypse as well? Uh, just Google Black on Black Cinema or Google the Nerdpocalypse. Uh, we are everywhere that you can listen to a podcast on. Um, please uh, uh, spread spread you know, y'all. I'm just I'm sorry. I'm I'm discombobulated because y'all are wild, man. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like this half, like this half of the screen is just like, nope, let him go. This one is just like, well, maybe give him a chance. And I'm, you know, I can see both sides. Yeah, I can see between, both sides, but yeah. but ultimately, ultimately, I'm kind of going this way. Ooh, ooh, Micah. There's always room for, for one more on Team Want to Live. <laughs> team Want to Live. <laughs> team Want Everyone to Live. This is Team Look Let Everyone Lives. Mm-hmm. Everybody lives. <laughs> I'm surprised at you, NASA. I'm surprised at NASA. Well, like I said, I first of all, NASA, NASA would ensure that this, some of these contingencies would not have happened, especially after all the Apollo issues they had. <laughs> oh, well, that's why they said. That's why they said it's not NASA. It's Hyperion. This is a private. Oh, right, right, right. Private, right. You know, <laughs> Hyperion. It's Elon Musk. This it's Elon, Elon, right? <laughs> so the equivalent of SpaceX. It's always his fault. <laughs> but all right, so yeah, tell them again where you are. Back on. You say anywhere they find podcasts. Okay, Nerdpocalypse, all those, right? Uh, the Nerdpocalypse, Dense Pixels. We talk about video games. Black. Yeah, Instagram. Cinema, we talk about movies. Uh, I personally have an Instagram, um, but unless you want to see a bunch of toy photographies and uh, and uh, some pictures I'm of sure my child, somebody wants to see some toy photography. 
Uh, I'll, I'll tell you I what. I'll give it to you next. I'll give it to you next time. I'll give it to you next time. <laughs> All right, my friend Micah. Sure thank you awesome. so much for joining us. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. All right, we'll talk to you. All soon. right, guys. Thank you very much. All right, thank, thank you, Micah. Thanks, Micah. <laughs> I think this is great educational for our viewing audience to know who we are and what you're dealing yes. with. I think what we need to start doing. When we do movie time, I think we need to put out there earlier which movie we're going to watch so people can watch with us so they can be like in on the yeah. conversation. That's true. <laughs> we we that. might have to do that like a week before, no. be like, this is the movies we're watching from movie time. We're challenging you now. Watch Stowaway and tell me whether you think you would give your life for Michael, the Stowaway. Watch Monster. <laughs> And tell me, tell us what you think about the main character, Steven. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, so let's get into our hot. Well, let's get into our regular topics. No longer hot topics because we have a whole week now. So, if you've never been to TLS before, let me tell you a bit about us. Each week, our hosts bring us topics in the news they want to discuss. That host will tell everybody what's going on. Then our lovely panel will chat about it, sharing their unique points of views on the issue until we see our friend Genji. The birthdays today. Genji. And then we know it's time to go talking to you, our audience, online for comments and questions. At the very end, we'll just ask, is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? For our podcast listeners on Apple Podcasts, don't forget you can join in the conversation live every Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern. We stream on all major platforms. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Truth, lies, shenanigans. Let's start LeBron out with Rob B today. Rob LeBron B is, is down at the half, y'all. Wait, what? LeBron is, <laughs> LeBron is down at the half, y'all. <laughs> Don't nobody care about no LeBron. I like LeBron. Oh, except Gianni. Gianni cares about LeBron. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, Ravi, so to, you want to talk about the Summer Olympics is officially a go after one year delay. Tell us what's up. Well, as you were just saying, late March of 2020, the Olympic Games in Tokyo were put on hold due to growing concerns over the COVID-19 virus. Um, but now these games are set to open on July 23rd in just a couple of months. So a year ago, only 23% of Japanese citizens wanted the Olympics to take place in their country the following summer. And recent polls show that approximately 60% of the Japanese people want the Olympic Games canceled altogether, not postponed, canceled. So uh, my question to the panel is, would you invite the rest of the world to your capital city during a pandemic? And... <laughs> Should necessary medical personnel be re reallocated to the Olympic venue? Hmm. So why don't we start out with, uh, let's start with Liz on this one. Let's start on Liz, Liz on this. What do you think, Liz? I mean, I don't want to invite the outside world to my city pre-pandemic, without a pandemic. Like, <laughs> I live in a very tourist city. DC. Washington, D.C., but... They get on my nerves. <laughs> they take and occupy all the space, and they're very rude. So I, yeah, I I wouldn't want them here regardless. However, I understand what the people of Tokyo are dealing with. This is something that has been planned in the works for um, at least I 
I want to say, you know, before the pandemic, at least a decade. Um, yeah. It's to pick an Olympic city, an Olympic host city is not something that happens overnight. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot, a lot of, of money. There's a lot of, a lot of bribes that go into bribes, this. Bribes, yes. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I get it. But I, I don't, do I think it's too fast? Yeah, I do. I do think it's too fast. I do think that they are just trying to like, okay, you know, a couple of people have been vaccinated. You know, some of the numbers have been, you know, better than what they were this time last year. However, they're not paying attention to the fact that there's been a recent surge in Japan, in Tokyo, in the in the COVID numbers. There's been a state of emergency, you know, until the end of May, which is what this coming weekend this coming next monday if you will for tokyo as it relates to the the covid virus so all is not well over there and you really want to bring in we're not talking about bringing in just some folks from you know canada the u.s we're talking about bringing in people from all over the world and the fact that they are not mandating that everyone should be vaccinated so I'm just like, if, if I'm living in Japan, I'm just like, okay, they're setting me up. They're setting <laughs> us up, you know, for the sake of some dollars and for, you know, a tournament, if you will. And I, and I get it. I understand. As a sports journalist, I understand the athlete's position as it relates to this issue. You know, the Olympics was supposed to be held last summer in Japan, and it got postponed because of the pandemic. You know, fast forward to 2021. My thing is, why didn't they fast forward it to 2022? Mm. Like, you know, give everyone an ample amount of time, some breathing room, if you will. Now everything seems so rushed, so rushed. And if the numbers drop, like I said, the numbers are rising. If the numbers, you know, the, the Olympics are, you know, in July. If the numbers aren't any better, are they still going to, you know, hold these games? What are they going to do then? Like, it, it's, it's, it's insane. And just so we're clear, we all know what happens in the Olympic Village. There's a lot of intermingling in the There's a lot intermingling. of intermingling. There is. That's true. <laughs> without any mask, without any condoms, when you, without when you, any protection. Yeah, like, when you say intermingling, <laughs> we're talking... Uh, what 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 did Olivia Relations. say? Mi mixing DNAs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DNAs. Swapping DNA. Swapping DNA. There's yep. a lot of that going. So it it's it has the potential to be another spreader. And so I I just I don't know what the rush is. I get it for some of the athletes who are at the last moment of their career. They might not be able to compete in 2022. Um, but We've all sacrificed mm -hmm. during this yes. pandemic. So, yeah, I would postpone it 100%. 100%. And I say this as someone who is excited that I'm even watching sports right now again. But I would postpone yeah. it. I would John, postpone it. Johnny, your thoughts? Um, no, I definitely uh, agree. I feel like majority rules in this case, and even the people, um, I think, Rob, your question, would I want it? Would I want people from around the world? I personally would not, and the Japanese people don't either. So I feel like just respect their wishes. Some of the Olympians are even saying, I think the athletes, I said it wrong, sorry. 
Some of the athletes are even saying that they would, um, although you know this is their this is there's something they've been training for for years, they still would rather take the precaution and just postpone it. So I agree. Mm -hmm. In short, yeah. I don't know. I um, I feel like we're turning the corner on the pandemic, at least here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I know it's not happening in other countries, <laughs> and I know it's not happening yeah, in Tokyo. Um, but uh, one of the things is I feel like we've learned a lot about how to handle the pandemic um, in terms of making sure we're protected, making sure we're doing the right things. You can't control people, like Lizzie says, people will intermingle and do their things. But we do know what we should and should not be doing. And, you know, yeah. it's sort of like those parties we were talking about in one of the previous shows. You know, yeah, you can hold the, um, the host of the party accountable, sure. But the really, you guys and many of you guys were stating that it's really not the host, it's the individuals, the people attending. If you, if you feel unsafe for some reason, or you feel like you can't manage uh, the people, or you, know, you can't manage you know, your situation, your area around you, um, then don't go. I mean, countries can opt out. You can choose to opt out. You can choose. I think a government has, I think a government has a larger responsibility than me as an individual trying to have a party mm -hmm. at my house. Um, the government knows that they have citizens, they have constituents in their like in their state that they are responsible for. That's what they do. That is their duty. And to pretend like this isn't an issue, to pretend like this isn't rising, to pretend like you haven't, at least at the very least, at the very least, demand that your athletes that come to your country be vaccinated. And even with that, even with that, I posted this on the TLS Facebook page earlier this week. There is, in the United States, in Washington, D.C., Washington Nationals baseball team, fully vaccinated baseball player who contracted COVID. Mm -hmm. yep. So oh, it's, wow. it's, it's, there's, there's so a lot that's going on with this. And so now you have athletes who may have been vaccinated, who may not have been vaccinated. And asymptomatic as well. Yes. He, yeah, he was asymptomatic, yep. which also is problematic, right? And so you have all of these, you have yeah. thousands of athletes, you know, converging, coming into your country not only are they putting themselves at risk but also your um citizens at risk i think that's a huge that that's huge and it's not like we can't have this in 2022 yeah exactly. you know we, we the venue exactly the venue is still going to be there if they've invested in new infrastructure it's still going to be there in 2022 I, and the I crux problem is that the olympic officials have said that they need approximately 10,000 medical workers to staff the games meanwhile nurses and medical staff are saying that they're already near a breaking point of dealing with the coronavirus pandemic in their country so to invite everyone from the rest of the world is completely irresponsible and reprehensible. It, this is not the time to do it, and it needs to be postponed. Neil, I can appreciate what you're saying, that the U.S. is maybe turning a corner when it comes to the pandemic. 
Well, the U.S. is going to be having a surplus, has a surplus of vaccines because of the amount of people who refuse to take Not the vaccine. But you're nowhere near but you're nowhere near the numbers for herd immunity yet. And you are doing better than most countries internationally. So I, you can't do it right now. It's, and I understand that there's significant when, when, investment. What do we know about 2022 that makes it different than right that now? I mean, cause change. I'm thinking that too. Yeah. Because like, you don't, you, because again, we have variants, we have other things. Really, it's going to come down to people being safe because the vaccine is no, just because you, 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 Lizzie suggested that, hey, you know, if they come into our place, they should be vaccinated. That doesn't guarantee, you've already proven that doesn't guarantee anything. On top of that, there are variants going out there. So at what point going forward do we say that it's going to be okay to get together and do things because COVID's not going away? COVID is. This isn't just getting together. The vaccine isn't the 100% answer. This isn't just getting together, having a party in your backyard. This is an international event where you're inviting thousands of people from all over the world, some who may be vaccinated, some who may not They be should put protocols in place and have the thing. And, and so, <laughs> it's a simple yeah, like final say, 2020, 2021 and 2022. What's the, the difference NBA between approved 2020? protocols work? What, well, what's the difference between 2020 and 2021? More advancement. More. I mean, 20 and 21. Yeah, sure. But but that's the same going into 2021 and 2022. There's more, more advancement. But we understand it well enough to protect ourselves now. And all they have to do is put the proper protocols in place, and it can happen just fine. Again, we're not talking about this is the Olympics. It's not mandatory. It can happen at any given moment. This is a sporting event. Okay? Like, we're, none of us die if we don't have the Olympics in July 2020. Again, I say this as a sports journalist. We're not going to die if we hold off on the Olympics for another year. What I happens was, to the every four years does that change because it's now like pushed back I mean, there are a significant number of people that have trained for this olympics and another year from now they will not be able to compete at the same level yeah they won't they won't it's different again, again. <laughs> that's the nature that's of competition <laughs> but they're not able to compete that's, that's the nature of competition to the medical issue at hand. Not they would just protocols, protocols, protocols work. This particular athlete won't be able to compete. That, that's ridiculous. That's All ridiculous. Right. Let's get to it. <laughs> we went over time on this one. Let's get to our, let's get to our comments. On. I was watching this morning, watching earlier today at the playoff game with the Wizards and the 76ers, a near full arena. And they're full arena. Protocols work. No, no matter. <laughs> You're not going to be able to stop someone from getting sick. It's not possible. COVID is here to stay. But you can, but you can like stop how those people enter your venue. Because if you look at the hockey game, the Wizards, oh, I'm sorry, the Caps hockey game that's going to happen tonight at 7 o'clock, it's not going to be a full arena. It's but, not. Look, you, you may have, you may have, okay, in that full arena, you may have 10 people get sick, 20 people get sick. That is the nature going forward of this, of this, this, what we're going to, 
have to deal with. Ten people <laughs> They go home. They get ten other people sick. They get a hundred other people sick. And again, for the Olympics, we're talking about international people coming in. We don't know what they're coming in with. That's true. But that's always going to be the case, part. is what I'm saying. You're always going to be dealing with that. And, that, and you're always going to need protocols. But that's why you wait. Like, what is the rush? What is mm -hmm. the rush that's... for 2021? So there if is we no keep... rush. Yeah, there's if no rush. Keep... There's no If we rush. keep gathering in these numbers and the virus keeps mutating, Neil, then the final solution is going to be basically the All right, let's get to our contagion. We, we got to get to the next Contagion. Week. Okay, we got to get to our next time. We got to get to the comments. That was true. That's true. All right. So, uh, Sonia, Sonia, C. Elias, Elias, Cueto. Uh, I believe people who have been vaccinated should still be tested. Vaccination doesn't equal immunity. And I agree, we're in a pandemic. Forget the Olympics. Um, <laughs> Kevin Thaxon, it's a bragging rights set of games, not that important. The Olympic Committee doesn't have a medical section that can manage the amount of athletes that will attend the game. Um, well said. Well said. Mike Wolf, but of course, thousands of journalists, including NBC broadcast staff all over the place, true. <laughs> How would the athletes feel about being confined to the Olympic I Village? I would not go if I was still working for, a, you know, an entity that said, okay, you're on Olympic duty. Hell no, I'm on Olympic duty mm -hmm. in Washington. I'm not going to Tokyo. I'm barely leaving my house in DC. You think I'm going to Tokyo? <laughs> um, yeah, Jasmine Ruff says, I remember how shocked we were at some of the unsanitary conditions in Olympic Village in Rio. Rio Thank you. Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Rio right. was a cesspool of nonsense. And before we move on, I just Ew. want to point out to the previous, uh, to our conversation about who gets thrown out the, the airlock, my father said, what it is is what it is. <laughs> Dead. Oh my God. Thank you. I mean, Neil, just He's just throwing people out too. Wow. <laughs> right. You know, even, even Sophie Listen, had to make a tough know. choice. So, I mean, so, Sophie's don't choice. All right. All right. Y'all protecting people with the pandemic, though. All right. So, yeah. all right. So, let's, what do we call this? Truth lies or is this shenanigans, guys? Truth lies or shenanigans? It's shenanigans. 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 The first thing that goes I think, yeah, shenanigans. I'm going with shenanigans with you guys. All right. So, we are on to the next one. Jeez. We have to keep these a lot shorter. All right. Lizzie, you've got some. Uh, some fun stuff with some men and women's bodies. So oh what goodness. tell tell us what, all what? about this cleavage. Cleavage so, situation. So, so we're not gonna talk too much about cleavage because I have a lot of cleavage. So we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting myself on display. However, a lot of these stories, a lot of these crazy stories always come out of Florida. Always come out yeah. of Florida. Not so, yes, yeah, Florida. Don't move Another, there. Florida. This time we are dealing with a high school in Florida. The name of the high school is Bartrand High School. And apparently they decided that they were going to alter the yearbook pictures of 80 young girls in the senior class because they felt they were showing too much cleavage. 80 young girls. If you will. <laughs> 80. It was 80. 
Good Lord. 80. So, so somebody, well, one, because they felt that they were showing too much cleavage in their yearbook pictures. But think of it this way. Someone went through the yearbook pictures, and I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it was male. I'm sure it was a man. Went through the yearbook pictures and was like, That's true. Somebody had to decide. But judging a woman's body, and if you look at the main picture of this young lady, she's not showing anything. Like she arrived, either she arrived to school in this top. She either arrived to school in this top or she arrived to the photo shoot, which was, and I think you remember, Nia. I don't know. Maybe you don't remember, Nia, but when we took our yearbook pictures, there was someone from the school there looking, overseeing what we had Mm -hmm. on, what what have you. So this young lady thought she was okay, only to find out that her picture had been altered based on, again, the opinion of another adult. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of info before I ask the question, before I ask the question to the panel. So we're talking about young ladies who are 16, maybe 17, taking a yearbook picture where someone is saying that they're going to much cleavage, where the majority of them have any cleavage, but... On the flip side, there were pictures of the men's swim pool. I'm sorry, the boys' swim pool. Oh, yeah. In Speedo. Yeah. That was in the year. I don't have that picture. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Excuse me. My question to you all is, what gives? (laughs) What say you? All right, let's start out with, uh, let's start with Robbie on this one. Cool. So the Speedo argument is a weak premise to use in it because it is an athletic uniform and the story doesn't say anything about the girls' swim team picture. And they do that very intentionally because neither of those group photos has been edited. Um, Bartram High School's previous procedure was to not include student pictures in the yearbook that they deemed was in violation of the student code of conduct. And basically, it was just, you get a black thumbnail, your picture's not there. This year, they decided to go with digital alterations. They thought that that was a better solution. I really think that they should have stuck to their old policy rather than body shaming these girls via Photoshop, uh, because it absolutely is a form of body shaming. If they have legitimate concerns about dress code on picture day, like you were saying, Liz, assign a staff member to the photographer for the day. So if they didn't do that, bad management decision. Photoshopping the pictures after the fact, bad decision. I agree. All right, Johnny. Um, I feel, I, I kind of agree with, 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 what's, with what Rob was saying. Um, initially, I'm like, F the dress code, because in high school, they, they would bother me. But it was because I have long legs. Like, things really were just short on me. Like, but whatever. <laughs> in, this scenario, in this scenario, I feel like, I feel like the women, um, the young girls should have been addressed when they were going to take the pictures because now there's the young girls in the article that say, well, I feel sexualized now because I didn't even know people were looking at that. Um, I, I, that was going to be my photo. point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's so awkward. It has to feel so awkward as a young girl to have that. Yeah, happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was going to say, yeah, I think we're over sexualizing young girls anyway at this point. I mean, we're, we're over sexualizing women in general. Um, I mean, yeah. I am okay with women. And this is not just because I'm a man, but I'm, I figure if men are, should be allowed to be topless, women should mm-hmm. be allowed to be topless if they so choose to be. I mean, I think it's yeah. an unfair, um, it's now. unfair. I mean, we, I have seen so many stories about women trying to breastfeed their children and people getting upset about that in public. I'm come on. I mean, we are women. It's, it's no different. What, 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 I mean, yes, there's some, some glands underneath that women have that men don't, but what otherwise there's really no difference. We've, we've sexualized women to a degree where showing something like this cleavage has become too much. But even this, I mean, this is so, uh, at least the one picture that we saw was just like nothing. I and mean, most of the picture, most of and the I could see them feeling sexualized after that. Yeah, Whereas awkward. before they were just, this is just Very. normal, like normal wear to them. I mean, this is relatively most normal in our society. Most of the pictures of the young ladies were similar to this. And so, like you just said, Neo, you know, you're sending a horrible message to these girls that there's something wrong with their natural breasts. Yeah. In no way, shape, or form were these pictures explicit. Were any of these young ladies overshowing? Were they, you know, giving anyone a flash, you know, showing a nipple or anything? They just showed up in, you know, when I think all of them had to have on black. Um, either camisoles or t-shirts or whatever. That's that, that's what happens if you have boobs. That's what happens. You often, you guys often see me in pre-show. I'll pull my shirt up, but in a regular t-shirt, you can see some of my boobage. It just happens that I have bigger boobs than the average girl of my size. It's not my fault. It's not me trying to, you know. On OnlyFans, like OnlyFans, it's just the reality of the situation. And like you all said, to think that there was an adult in this situation who was sitting back, like ooh, 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 yeah, that's even weirder. That's horrible. These kids are 16, 17 years old. That's disgusting. And the fact that they didn't let the parents or the students know that this could happen beforehand is appalling right all right let's get to these comments jacqueline robinson says women's bodies have been policed since forever and sonia sonia says i I love going to the beach and seeing a woman that shows a little bit of ankle and elbow (laughs) 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 sonia says as a woman i don't care to see excessive cleavage (laughs) maybe i'm old school no, I don't but think that's old school. Excessive cleavage, yeah, no. Excessive cleavage, and quite frankly, in a free society, if you don't want to see it, close your eyes. Look away, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I might not want to see man boobs either, but men are open. <laughs> right, I, I feel you. <laughs> Rob. I don't want to see that shit. That's funny. One of one of the um, yeah. so I, I on, on my TikTok page I do inappropriate commercials. I have a commercial where the guy has has his uh, 
he's, he's tanning and he has his, his hands are covering his chest. And so he takes his hands off. It looks like he had like tan lines. That's so so I'm, I'm going to be posting that one like coming this week. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious commercial. Anyway, all right, we got to get on to the next one. So we're calling this truth lies or we're calling this shenanigans. I'm calling this lies. Shenanigans. Again, Agreed. Yeah. Gianni, you're up. YouTube went down and Twitter went crazy. Tell everybody what's up. YouTube went down and Twitter went crazy. So the popular streaming platform, as you guys know, is YouTube, had a global outage this past week, and still uh we don't know the issue. We're, it's still unknown as to why it went down. But users across the globe reported that they had playback issues and they received error messages and things like that. So as soon as that happened, users went to Twitter to post funny reactions and memes and posts in regards to YouTube going down. If Neo, you can, um, you can show them as I talk a little bit. Yeah, we had a... <laughs> there was a few. Um, so it's like... It's confirmed that at least 90% of users or viewers were unable to watch videos. I was one of those people. And this type of outage hasn't happened since 2020, um, where Google, actually all Google services were, were down for over an hour. So this happened again, and it was for a little bit longer. My question to the panel is, what would happen if the internet shut down? Huh. What are you and what are your thoughts mm -hmm. on this on this outage? Um, so as far as the internet shutting down, <laughs> that I mean that would devastate us for sure. <laughs> so, it almost <laughs> feels like some days the internet is shut down on us because <laughs> But no, it's um yeah. yeah, I can't imagine the internet shutting down at this point. I mean it would be it would be pretty pretty it's almost like electricity. Catastrophic so, almost. Um, yeah. You know, we're we're so dependent Huge. on it um mm -hmm. at this point. If especially if it shut down permanently, that would be like that would take us way <laughs> back uh, <laughs> to some days so that we we probably haven't even experienced in a very long time, and we 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 really are yeah. extremely dependent. Shoot, I wouldn't have a job if I, if the internet went down. <laughs> so, yeah, so, well, that's I'm, okay. I, I still might have a job. I still might have a job. I still I I'd still have a job. <laughs> Rob's like, yeah. Now, if electricity yeah. went away, I, I wouldn't have a job. But. <laughs> But we are becoming, I mean, there's going to become a point in time where we are so dependent on the internet that um, it would be like electricity, where we, we, we just would not be able to do anything. Um, we would pretty much go back to what would seem like dark ages. So, um, wow. Yeah. yeah. And we're getting yeah, close to there. We're getting close to that type of dependency. So, yeah. Your thoughts, Rob? Well, I mean, why it went down? It's technology oh is a say. So it, it, people just imagine technology works. I'll, you know, oh, I'll put it up in the cloud. Well, that's a server farm. The cloud isn't just just a bunch of computers that you throw it out. That's a server farm that somebody has to manage. That's on a network that someone has to manage, and shit breaks. Not all updates work the way that they're supposed to. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I'm with Neo. If the internet went away at this point in time, it would be very chaotic uh, because yeah. we would have to readjust to a period of, to about maybe 40 years ago. We, we'd be going back to the 80s, wow. essentially, um, because you'd be doing phone-in, catalog ordering, uh, 
newspapers would be so very happy if the internet went away. Libraries they don't even have landlines so anymore. The U.S. has been eliminating landlines. Right. That's a yeah. good thing. We would need to go get our DVD players and tape recorders. <laughs> right. I'm Gianni, VHS, girl. VHS. VHS. Right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we we wouldn't even be able to talk to one another because uh, yeah, we like I, I said, landlines are gone, so they're all done through Wi-Fi and stuff and internet. So, That's so our cell phones, we how connected. Yeah. It, it would just be chaotic because I I, re I can recall an incident where we had a power outage a few years ago, and my son was at the house, and he was just like, "Are, are we going to lose our internet? Like, I, like you know, I, I need to charge <laughs> my phone. Like, I'm I'm down to ten percent." And FOMO is a real thing. Yeah. So until people processed their FOMO and got to the next step of, okay, how, what's, how are we going to get through this? A lot of people would lose their minds, all the Twitards and the Insta crazies. Like it's, <laughs> if you've built your life around a social media platform, an ethereal and unreal platform, if it went away, then you're only left with you. So what substance do you yeah. have to fulfill you? That's right. true, Rob. Lizzie, you got a few seconds here. I mean, I think it's the same thing if we ask the question, you know, what if the telecom network went down and we weren't able to make yeah. phone calls? You know, um, it's, it's I, I think people, you know, get sensitive to it because they're not yet, they haven't yet bought into or the idea of internet, of Wi-Fi, of everything being online. But let me tell you, yeah. you know, I... I conducted my entire, you know, teaching semester in the spring over the past year over the internet. And when I had Wi-Fi issues or when my students had Wi-Fi issues, they couldn't connect with me. Last week, mid-job interview, my Wi-Fi went down. Mm -hmm. I was on a job oh, interview with four other people. My Wi-Fi went down. My initial panic lasted maybe 15 seconds. And then I was like, okay, you know how to fix this. So it wasn't coming back on my computer. So I had to log on through my phone, thankfully, where I have not only Wi-Fi, but cellular data. And so I was able to, yeah. you know, pick back up to that. But it, it, it's not just affecting, you know, people who want to do YouTube or want to do Twitter or TikTok or something yeah. like that. <laughs> It's, it's a part of our livelihood at this point. So it's understandable yeah, it if I freak out a little bit. Because I was just That's like, true. okay, he asked me a question and he thinks now I'm shutting down because I don't know how to answer the question. I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I can see that. I can see somebody thinking. Yeah. That. It, was, it was crazy, but thankfully, you know, I, I was able to log back on on my phone. Now, if the all networks had gone out, that would have actually been in my favor because his network would have gone out too. Um, so <laughs> there wouldn't have been any judgment. But I think people need to start to open their minds and catch up with technology yeah. a little bit, you know? All right, so Jose says, uh, it's okay. I have tons of books if the internet goes down. And uh, Jack and <laughs> oh, Rob says it would, be, it would be catastrophic for our jobs. Legal profession relies on the internet for research as well as remote hearings and depositions. Mm -hmm. So I can oh, see it wow. definitely being catastrophic. All right, that is it for Hot Topics. Oh, was that truth, lies, or shenanigans? That's probably uh, truth, actually. Yes, yeah, it's the truth. We might be able to go back to Hot Topics. I, I, I think we 
might be able to go to the name Hot Topics. Like, it's a little weird. Yeah, it is. A weird. It feels different. Yeah. <laughs> Hot Topics. Yeah. Yeah, All right. All right. So <laughs> let's get to our game show. We're going to make this really quick. So hopefully you guys don't get this stuff right. <laughs> we need it to be quick. We need, yeah, we're already trying to cheat. <laughs> so, all right. So we are playing Disney movie trivia from BuzzFeed. We'll go around the horn. I'll read off the questions and give you the four options. Answer, you get it right. First, uh, you get a point, and the person with the most points gets a coveted final thought for the show. All right. Can I, can I, before we start, can I just get a boost on my juice? Because I really can't see the wording. Oh, I got you. Oh, I'm on it. All right. Give me one second. Give you a little boost no, on I'm your... Better. Not right there. Much I'll better. Give you, Much better. give you a boost on hey, your juice. there we go. <laughs> a little, yeah. little boost on your juice. All right. Which famous comedian or actor voiced Mushu in Mulan? This is for Lizzie. Was it Jim Carrey? Easy. Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, or Robin Williams? Voiced Mushu in Mulan. Mulan, I'm gonna say the late Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Right. Mm. Check it out. Eddie! Oh, Eddie! I'm wrong window. That is incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, yeah. No, I know nothing about animation. I know nothing about animation. It was Eddie Murphy. I actually I didn't know myself. I didn't have that answer. So, actually, right. that was the first gig that he did that wasn't R-rated because he wanted to start producing stuff that was good for his kids to uh, uh -huh. take in. And after his success with Mushu, it opened up the door for a lot of other Disney movies and. Uh, movies that he did too. Eddie Murphy has 10 kids wow. by five different women. I can't keep yep. up. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. All right. This is for Robbie. What was Snow White doing when she was confronted by the old hag? Cleaning? Making pies? Mm. Making dinner? Or picking flowers outside of the dwarf's mm. cottage? Oh, man. I think she was making pies for the dwarves at that point. I think she was doing too. Let's see. That is correct, Yay. correct, Robbie. All right, all right. <laughs> Robbie gets a point. All right. In the Princess and the Frog, which food was Tiana's specialty? This is for Gianni. Which food was Tiana's specialty? Was it bananas, Foster, beignets, gumbo, or jambalaya? Gumbo. Gumbo. Let's see. That is incorrect. 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 It was beignets. Beignets. It looks like Rob B had the I don't even know how to pronounce that. Oh, that's one of Jose's <laughs> favorite movies. She loves Raymond. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. Here's a true or false for Lizzie. True or false? Raymond. We never see Bambi's father in Bambi. True or false? <laughs> what? <laughs> so do, do we ever see Bambi's father in Bambi? So false. think of the first 30 seconds of the movie. False. So it's false. That is correct. Correct. All right. So you and Robbie. Wait, so we do see Bambi's father? All right, Robbie. I see Thumper there. I see Thumper there. So I have watched some cartoons in my life. All right, Robbie. This is for you. And Alice in Wonderland, the Queen of Hearts challenges Alice to a match of oh god. Oh my god, I know this. This is so easy. To a match of what game? Would that be cricket, golf, bocce, or croquet? 
what was that last one again, son? <laughs> croquet. <laughs> yes. Let's check it out. Let's see. Let's see. Croquet. That is correct. Correct. All right. Last one. Last one. Let's see. This is for Gianni. Gianni. In the Beauty and the Beast, Gaston says what says that he eats how many eats how many eggs a day to stay large. In Beauty and the Beast, Gaston says he eats how many eggs a day to stay large. Is it a dozen, three dozen, five dozen, or eight dozen? A dozen. A dozen? Let's see. That is incorrect, incorrect, and that makes Rob B our winner for the game. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. Good job, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Rob B, all right. All right, good job, Robbie. Good job, Robbie. <laughs> All right, three minutes over. Three minutes over. Let's get in some shout outs. Gianni, shout outs. Um, shout out to the Middle East. Hopefully, there's peace in the Middle East soon. Um, and shout out to Olivia E. And see you guys on Wednesday for Unscripted. All right, Wednesday, Unscripted. Robbie. Shout out to all the single parents that are out there that are working hard to improve their situation and by proxy their kids. Keep at it. I just spent some wonderful time with my daughter today who's back in school. So just always Aww. take that next step forward, man. Keep going. Love it. And Lizzie Enders, shout outs. A better judgment. Shout out to Neo Nix, even though he didn't want it. It was his mm -hmm. birthday. Happy birthday, bruh. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And shout out is my shout outs to my wife. I was having a rough start to my birthday and she made it a wonderful birthday. So I do appreciate that. All right. And have a good birthday. Oh yeah. And some some days, some days it's just not the best, and some Lizzie's days it's next. the best. So she made it great, so I do appreciate that. And our pet shenanigans of the week goes to Olivia E with her black Pomeranian <laughs> holding him like a baby with the caption, oh, charcoal wanted mommy and me time. He gets what he wants. charcoal. <laughs> I had to show our runner-up because it is just so much cuteness. <laughs> and Malo posted the cutest video for little kids. Oh my and I think this is a runner up because it came in late. Yeah. But this is just oh, so adorable. That's so cute. And this has to be a baby bit because I got Remy at two and a half months and Remy was wow. not this small. So this is yeah, that baby baby small. Out of the yes. Such oh, a cute. Very cute. So make sure you join our TLS Pet Shenanigans Facebook group. The photo with the most likes and comments gets a TLS shout out each week. And that is all the time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. We hope that maybe you learned something, gained a new perspective, got some things off your chest. Don't forget, follow and subscribe, like and share at TLS Live Show. Tomorrow, check out our YouTube clips, tlsshow.com. Now, we are taking a break next week to celebrate Memorial Day with our families. Our next live show is on Sunday, April 6th, 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific. Sunday, June 6th. Did I say April? I said April? 
<laughs> All right, you guys can come back in April and see the we're show. Going, we're time traveling. I said April. I actually said April. June 6th, 4 p.m. Eastern time. We have a fantastic guest, TV reporter, Jamie Perez. And don't forget, this Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, Gianni Storm and Olivia Ivory going unscripted once again. And our winner for a final thought is Mr. Robbie Rock. Robbie Rock, take us out. So inspired by this weekend's events for me, <laughs> buy a planter and grow something that you can eat. There's so many mental benefits that go with it. You can, Mother Nature teaches you to accept. Just a no, planter, anything. Mother Nature will teach you acceptance that you're not always in control. It helps you connect with others, your world, reduce stress, and there's just something <laughs> no, about I'm with your own food no, that is so satisfying. No, I love that, if, That's amazing. And if you're not sure where to start, just start. Google that I'm shit. With the, I'm growing. on the know with the Lizzie. <laughs> but it's a great <laughs> thought, Robbie. It's a great thought, though. Grow your food. And pay you to plant it for me. I'll buy a plant from me. <laughs> Fantastic. <I'm> <laughs> All right, so I'd like to thank you, Gianni, Robbie, Lizzie, and our people behind the scenes, Jose, Olivia, E. You guys are fantastic. We thank you so much. But most importantly, I want to thank you our audience for joining us, and we will definitely see you guys the next show. Two weeks, two weeks, guys. We'll see you in two weeks.